Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're joined again by the National Party leader in Victoria, Peter Walsh. Peter, welcome back on Flow. Thank you very much, Ricky. Now, just list, um, before we talk about your new portfolio areas in the local government, I just wanted to touch base about um, after the state election. You had a great result. Uh, I imagine as you're getting back into Spring Street, there's a, a bit of a spring in the step with some new colleagues from regional Victoria. Most definitely, Ricky. So the, the National Party came back with four additional MPs. Uh, five new MPs in total because we had a transition seat in the seat of Euroa, so Annabelle Quillen comes in there. But Jay Benham, mem- new member for Mildura, outstanding candidate up there. Kim O'Keefe coming into the seat of Shepherd, and he'll really, really be a strong voice for that area. Um, Martin Cameron in Morwell, again, another really strong voice. As I said, Annabelle in the, in the transition seat in Euroa, and Gail Broad comes into the upper house in Northern Victoria for us as a new MP as well. Yeah, and there are um, some great achievements for the party, seats that were not in your hands but are back in national hands in some cases. Uh, how does that change the dynamic within the coalition? Uh, does that give you a stronger hand in discussions with the new leader, John Pizzuto, about just uh, what the priorities are for the opposition over the next few years? Well, it definitely does. And under, the, under our coalition agreement, it gives us an additional shadow minister. Uh, would have loved that to be an additional minister in government, but it is we do get an additional shadow minister. And I think the thing that most people haven't realised, Ricky, is that we now actually have more women MPs in the National Party in Victoria than we do men. So uh, us men are in the minority in the party now, which I think is a, a great step for a process we set out on effectively eight years ago to modernise the party and make sure it was reflective of our wider communities. Yeah, not long before the election, the member for Low and Emma Keeley became your deputy leader and there has been a bit of a change around, partly probably because of that additional portfolio in the shadow cabinet that you've got uh, in terms of responsibilities. What are you holding? What's uh, your deputy leader holding? Uh, so Emma, as deputy leader, is is still doing the, the mental health portfolio. She did a, a great job in that in the last term and is very well connected into that sector, but she's now taken on the additional responsibilities of Shadow Minister for Agriculture, uh, someone who comes from a long history in agriculture as, as, as the Keeley family out of Eden Hope, but also a very strong agricultural electorate. So that's a new opportunity for her to, to get her head and mind around and represent the agriculture sector of Victoria. Uh, myself, I've taken on uh, local government, regional development and kept the... Um, Aboriginal Affairs portfolio. Yeah, and we have enjoyed talking with you in that agriculture portfolio, Peter. <laughs> Look forward to continuing to have a little bit of a say on that area, but we'll lean in the direction of Emma for the other commentary on ag. But in local government, uh, some, a number of concerns, a common refrain from our broadcast areas in the northwest of the state in particular about uh, rain-damaged, flood-damaged roads and the need to repair them. And councils, particularly the smaller ones, find it really hard without the help from a state or federal government or both to get those roads improved? Well, I suppose the first thing, Ricky, the the condition of the roads was very bad before uh, the heavy rain and the flood events we saw uh, last spring. 
So it, it wasn't just a one-off. It's been a sustained underfunding of roads has led to them deteriorating to the to the state to condition where a lot of them are are unsafe now, and the floods just made them a step worse. Worse. So after the 2011 floods, there was a program uh, out of natural disaster funding where local government got money to reinstate their roads back to the condition they were before uh, the floods. Uh, we need to make sure that happens again because um, they are just appalling all the roads and Vic roads uh, need a lot of additional funding to make sure their roads are upgraded. We have some appalling roads across my electorate and other people's electorates as well where you've got literally more potholes than you have road. And that becomes quite dangerous. Um, I mean, it's, it's annoying to drive along, but it can be incredibly dangerous as well. Well, it, it is dangerous, and there's, there's reports of um, accidents that have occurred because of that. And, and north of Shepparton late last year where a, a motorcyclist hit a major pothole that they didn't see and... and was thrown off and was tragically killed there. And we just, we want to make sure the roads are repaired. There's a very good saying that if you fix country roads, you save country lives. So the, the roads do need fixing. Uh, they need sustained long-term funding. So both, you know, the road authorities and councils can have plans in place so contractors can be engaged that can gear up to do this work over multiple years rather than spasmodic one-off funding. Now, speaking of councils, there's this uh, there's a shake-up going on in terms of, I guess, their representation, uh, what their ward structures look like, indeed how many councillors they have, including Yarriambiak, Bulloak, Ganawara, uh, among others. Northern Grampians, I think, is another one. This looks like it's been directed, though, by the state government. Uh, this is part of the Local Government Act where there is a review of the structure of representation in local government, so whether there is wards or whether there's undivided councils. Uh, my sense is that a lot of people favour wards because you then know who is the council that represents your part of the shire. When there's an undivided shire, you may find that there is no one elected out of a, one of the larger rural parts of those shires to actually represent them. And the people come from the towns because that's where the majority of the population is. Yeah, and that's, uh, I guess, the theory, is it, behind why these reviews are mandated by the Local Government Act is, uh, I guess, the idea of one vote, one value. You, th- is there any drilling down in whether a ward accurately represents the population share of a particular part of council? Uh, yes, there is. So it, it is proportional, as, as you spoke about. So there is has to be a balance of population versus the number of councillors uh, in a particular ward. But quite often the Victorian Electoral Commission doesn't necessarily seem to take notice of the local council or the local people because we've had examples in the past when this has been done where councils have been very strongly that they want wards but then the VEC has a, has a different opinion in their final, final determination. So uh, I would urge everyone that's listening, if they have a, a view about this, make sure they make representation when the review is carried out of their particular shire. Yeah, and those opportunities, those councils I mentioned, that is on right now. So have your say uh, before time runs out. Peter Walsh, the Shadow Minister for Local Government and Victorian National Party leader, thanks for joining us today on Flow. Thank you very much, Ricky. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chompacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.